Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. Tuesday, my friends. Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. I'm getting that giddy, nervous, can't feel my feet, sick to my stomach feeling. And uh, I love it. I'm so happy that it's here. The crazy thing is that if this series went the distance, we would have games seven out of the next eight days coming up. Good Lord. That is something that I I mean, we haven't seen that in the baseball playoffs <laughs> probably since before we were born. I mean, there's always been off days built into the postseason as long as I can remember. This is the first year where they took some of them out basically to catch up for the time they missed in the lockout the first week. Yeah. Because they added three days to the end of the yeah, season. They should have banged five games or something. And they didn't the want the, the World Series, I believe, could stretch to November 5th if it went to Game 7. They didn't want it to to go like into November 9th, 10th. You're, now you're starting to get into winter in cold weather cities. Well, look what's happening in New York right now with the weather that's moving in, the cold fronts, the rain. Um, just, I mean, had to cancel a game last night, Benny. That just doesn't happen that much. It changes man. the dynamic, it though, really for the series. What we've seen from Bob Melvin so far is is pretty much with one or two tweaks, the same same lineup, you know, the same high leverage bullpen guys, and you can generally bring them back. That will not be the case in this series. Uh, the first couple of games, yeah, fine. Game three, you'll have a day off, but after that. 
you're going to have to go deeper into your bullpens with the guys that you know Morihon and Wilson and and the in the bottom of the bullpen guys. Uh, the, the speculation will likely be that Nola will probably start today, tomorrow, and then after the off day on Friday. But in Game Four on Saturday, look for a, maybe a Jorge Alfaro start behind the plate because you can't ask a catcher to go seven times in eight days. It's just physically, it just it's not really doable. Uh, you know, for a major league catcher to go that often. Well, so they had a workout yesterday at Petco Park. We haven't talked about that yet. I'm sure you guys saw some videos trickling out from there. Anybody see uh, Campy get hit in the head by Nabil Chrismat? I saw that video, yes. Alfaro behind the dish. So they were trying. I'm assuming, man, what I'm assuming is they, like you just said, you nailed it. You can't. Austin Nola's like, bro, I, got, I need a day off. I would imagine it would be tomorrow. I, I think I think he'll go today and tomorrow. You really do. Well, he just had three days off. You know, Sunday, well, two days off, Sunday and Monday. So he could probably go two days in a row. Then there's a day off, and he could go again on Friday. But then by Saturdays, I think he's got to get the day off. Hey, I guess a five o'clock game. I mean, you know, the day after a night game. But maybe, it's, maybe. I mean, maybe it's possible. But they were getting Alfaro uh, a look behind the dish at least, and Campy was getting some BP. Nabil Krismat throwing live BP. <laughs> dots him in his helmet and you see campy kind of like throw his hands up like what are we doing man obviously ball got away you don't want to headhunt guys in your own team the only solace was it was nabil nabil's not a he's not a hard throwing uh type guy but alfaro was behind the dish reached out checked on campy uh saw that yesterday um what else happened? Do you do you carry an extra reliever for the condensed yeah. series? Could Nabil Krismat be on this roster um, going forward? Because so who do you drop? Brand, did he Brandon Dixon on, already got dropped? He was not on the Dodgers. He was no. in the dugout, but he was not on the no. The he was roster. not. He was not on the roster. You could you you want to go with three catchers again? You've been carrying three, and you've yet to use more than one. Have have. Uh, has Alfaro or Campy ne- even had a pinch? Neither of them Neither, have right? appeared, I believe, at all in the first uh, seven playoff games Man, for the Padres. It, it's weird because it feels like it feels like you won't need them until you need them. You know, like we haven't needed them yet. Eh, that's great. That's fantastic. I feel like as soon as we drop one, we'll need one. That's just how I feel. I mean, it's more likely in this series you're going to need depth, yes. catching depth, and also pitching depth. Than you did in the first that's two a, series. That's a really tough call, man. It really is a tough call because, by from my understanding, towards the end of the year, Alfaro's knee is really it wasn't anything personal. The Nola had done a great job. Combine that with the fact that Alfaro had a little bit of a bulky knee. He wasn't getting much action, uh, even pinch hitting wise, man. Just getting a, a couple abs a week or whatever. But I don't know, man. Like you need to have a good, solid backup catcher, and in fact, you need a guy that can get in there and catch. A full game if Austin if something happens to Austin Nola. So uh, I don't know what you do, man. I feel nervous not having three catchers, but I also feel nervous not having enough arms. Now there are there's a few guys that just have not been used a lot uh, arm wise, and part of it's because they haven't really been pitching well. Adrian Morejon being one of them, Ben. I mean he's he's been you know persona non grata right now. Sean so Manaya hasn't Manaya pitched hasn't at all. Hasn't pitched at all. Clevenger's thrown. An inning in the two innings, two innings in the third, right. or whatever it was, yeah, against the Dodgers. So, I mean, they've got so, some rested guys. Are those your best options? I mean, probably, probably, yeah. So there, you do have guys that are fresh and ready to go. And listen, this is going to be one of those series. 
Uh, you got to imagine. It's hard for me to to wrap my head around the fact of either team going out and blowing the other team out for nothing, right? Like I think we all agree this should be a, a back and forth type series. So I could see this going six. I could see it going seven. And that's just that's the war of attrition, man. That is that is who's got who's got depth, who's got depth in the bullpen. It's going to be. I feel it's always very hard to predict a sweep after the first round because. Every team alive at that point has just won a playoff series. They've got momentum, so you feel like, well, I mean, they're gonna—it's baseball. They're gonna find a way to win a game or two. Very few series, especially best of seven, are gonna end for nothing. Now, it, it does happen. You see it happen. It's not—it's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, but yeah, I'm certainly expecting this series to go. Five or six or maybe even all the way. Good point here by Mike says there's no way Nola takes a day off when his brother is pitching game two. That's You're right. True. You will see him the the first two games then. And I like Snell and Nola better than than the alternatives. Well, Darvish Nola, Snell Nola, Musgrove Nola, yep. and then on the fourth day when you're going either with Clev or Clev Manaya, or, Manaya, or an opener. Or an opener or something. You'll probably have an Alfaro or Camposano catching. I would think that day. Plus, you know, Sunday is a very early game, so you wouldn't want Nola to go back to back Saturday and Sunday. Good call. Uh, with a, a four 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 thirty seven start on Saturday and eleven twenty seven a.m. start on Sunday, so one of those two games was ha- going to have to be probably a backup catcher. Makes sense for it to be Saturday, probably with the fourth starter that day. And I like this man. This you know, this is a big opportunity for guys like Sean Manaya and Nabil Krismat if he makes the roster, Ben. Um this is an opportunity for those guys to contribute in a big way, either up a lot, either down a lot, maybe getting a spot start, maybe coming in after an opener in game four. This is hey look, all we've seen from this Padre team, Ben, are unsung heroes to this point. Why not Sean Manaya? Why not Mike Clevenger? Why not Nabil Krismat? Why not Luis Camposano giving a, a shot, right? You were talking about the workout yesterday. I thought one of the more interesting stories that came out, you Darvish did confirm, as did Bob Melvin, had the series gone to five games against the Dodgers, you Darvish would have been going on three days rest. For the first time ever in his career, he was going to start on three days rest. Have no idea what they would have gotten out of you, Darvish. Did you hear him say, though, that when the Padres were trailing 3 to nothing there in the middle of the game, he said, I think he turned to some of his teammates, I don't know if it was Joe or Manny, he goes, should I start heading up to L.A. to get, Was yeah, you said I should start heading up to L.A. so I can be there and get rested and not, you know, not going up on a bus at, at 1 a.m. I got to start tomorrow. Let me get a head start. He almost left Petco Park. And drove up to Los Angeles. I can ima- I can only imagine that he would have been, you know, up Oceanside and listening to Jesse call the seventh inning and like turn around. Turn oh my around. god! Oh my god! I, I, I want to be there. I gotta be back. there. I gotta get back. <laughs> but he decided to stay. And a good thing for you that he did. That he was there with his teammates when they rallied and clinched the series against the Dodgers. But he said, "I almost." I almost started driving up to L.A. so I could get a full night's rest and be ready for my start. That would have been sucked so bad to miss that. You get, you get halfway up there like, oh, my God. <laughs> I get, oh. uh, babe, can you turn around? Can you turn, it looks like we're going to win this game. i got to get back. Just hauling ass back, pulling in the garage. And, and, and you do wonder, I mean, you is such a creature of his preparation, his – his routine, his habits. I, I just don't know how he, that would have worked. He definitely, he still, I mean, he had to get off of it a little bit. 
you know, because of the possibility of going on three days rest. So he said he did a little different, like strength training the day before, as opposed to he ended up throwing a bullpen on Sunday instead of starting on the three days to try to get himself back onto his normal routine. And I, I'd imagine he'll be able to handle it tonight, but sure. maybe a little bit different than he's used to. Uh, just because of the, that possibility that he was going to have to uh, pitch a real game on Sunday rather than just a bullpen session. Yeah, and then, of course, the uh, news came out yesterday about Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, had another wrist surgery last week. Now, they removed some screws from his wrist? They removed like some small ones and then stabilized it like with one big one, and that's going to require another couple of months to heal. But sure. uh, A.J. Preller, I think, told the UT... Doesn't change the timeline, though. He was also going to be recovering from the shoulder surgery throughout that same period. So we thought, let's get this done. And, you know, they anticipate it should increase stability for many years for Fernando Tetis Jr., where he won't have to worry about the wrist and any setbacks. So it makes a lot of sense. I mean, they have really taken advantage as much as you can of of an 80-game suspension and turned it into a time that they can do a lot of, uh, you know, like maintenance work. When you're not, you know, you've got an opportunity, whatever. There's no renter in your your apartment, so you do a lot of work yep. during that time. You're not making the money, so let's fix it up and get it ready for when you come back and, and can start selling it again. That's essentially what they're doing with Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, I mean, and so the shoulders now... They're remodeling. On, they're remodeling. Yeah. 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 And you, now you do paint. the wrist will be good to go. Out of breakfast nook, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's a good idea. He's being remodeled. A new deck. Yeah, that'd be nice. You know, a place like a, like a like a place where you can watch the sunset uh, with a glass of wine. Yeah, it's perfect. Absolutely. Uh, we also saw Jeff Sanders from the UT tweet out the umpire assignments for the uh, Padres Phillies in the NLCS, and I got to tell you guys, I'm not going to sit. What, in. what umpire assignment would you have liked been? So, oh man, I one where I didn't know anybody. Person. Where I didn't like, know one name. No names that recogni- were recognizable. Bill Smith. <laughs> Mike Johnson. Oh, no, Mike Johnson's a terrible umpire. <laughs> Fred Thomas. Oh, he's the worst. I'm like, oh, this is great. But I'm looking at this going, oh, good. Doug Eddings, by the way, set to work a, uh, if necessary, game six with who on the mound? Blake Snell. Doug Eddings and Blake Snell is oil and water. Doug can't see Blake Snell's pitches. No, he can't. And the fact that this guy, I mean, I got to go do my research on on their overall grades to this Golly. point this year. But Doug Eddings legitimately, he legit, I say this, he legitimately hates the Padres. Like, there's no, 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 <laughs> like, that's not hyperbole. Doug Eddings hates the San Diego Padres. He hates the Padres. He's run Manny, he's run Tingler, he's run Snell, he's run them all. He hates the San Diego Padres, and he could be behind the dish. I'm going to lose my mind if we get to game six. So go win it in four or five, and then you don't have to to see him. That sounds like a great plan. Uh, We've got uh, Jesse Agler joining us at the bottom of the hour. Last chance for incorporator voicemail, 619-798-4892. If you want to leave the vocabulary word, spelling, pronunciation, definition, Jesse will have to work one of them into game one tonight of our local 97.3 The Fan broadcast. Remember, the only place to get local broadcasters during the playoffs right here on 97.3 The Fan. We'll be right back after a check of traffic here. More Ben and Woods on the way. Stay tuned.
Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You can always get at the heart of the NFL with the In the Huddle podcast. Former offensive lineman Brian Baldinger and NFL insider Jason Lacanfora team up with a man who pulls no punches, Carl Dukes. Take you around the league, give you the inside scoop on storylines that matter most. Dive deep on the matchups that determine who wins and who loses. New episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Follow In the Huddle on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. I was reminded yesterday by our brand manager... And Peter Seidler interviewer, Adam Clue, that we have a lot of new listeners right now. Is it extra sweet because it was against the Dodgers? And if you are new to Ben and Woods, let me first first thank you for joining us during this postseason run for the San Diego Padres. I certainly get why you're here. We're the home of the Padres. But I invite you to, uh, to stay for all of our other fun that we do. We try to uh, we try to keep things a, a little bit lighter in the morning. I mean, we talk sports, but you know, Woodsy Woodsy loves his music. We'll bring up all kinds of different topics. We have fun segments, games that we play, like Take on Woods, our Don't Do This segment, just calling out uh, things we see in the world of sports and beyond every single morning. And uh, we'd love to have you uh, into the future, beyond the playoff run. Uh, and hopefully we get some new listeners out of this as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, you know. It's... I had a guy come up to me at Alesmith uh, last week, one of our broadcasts. He said, Look, you guys you guys are the best. I've been here my whole life. I've been listening to radio my whole life. And he's naming off, I mean, legacy radio shows here. Not sports radio, just morning radio shows. He goes, you guys are the best because it doesn't even feel like you're talking sports. You're talking about what I care about. But you guys are fun and fresh and it's entertaining. And I go, that's pretty much exactly what we want and that's the best compliment you could ever give us so thank no, you there's no doubt i i uh i told my friend yesterday i said it's weird i said most of the time i forget that we're on the radio it's just three buddies sitting around a picnic table or at a bar you know shooting the breeze i said but lately lately i have felt 
a lot more ears uh, on us uh, because look, man, this is this town is Padres centric. It's Padres fever right now, and uh, it's just been so fun to to see everybody and slap five with everybody. I'm I'm still blown away, man, by by the tier ones out there, the people that have stayed and been with us since the very beginning. I appreciate all I, of you guys. I can see the numbers. Hello to. All of you, yeah, out there buddy, this week. I love it. It's I love been it. fun. I we are uh, we're just so excited for the series that starts tonight. It's been an amazing run the last couple of weeks. Of course, not the only city. After today, there will only be four teams left in Major League Baseball. We thought there would only be four after last night, but the Yankees and Guardians got rained out in Game Five, so they had to push it back to this afternoon, a one o'clock start again at Yankee Stadium. Now. A lot of people are saying that the delay is an advantage to the New York Yankees, who will. I don't think there's any question. Who will now bring back Nestor Cortez, uh, one of their top starters, on three days rest, whereas he might have gone a couple of innings on two days rest, like in relief yesterday, but might be available for a little more heavy lifting in Game Five, thanks to the rainout last night. I mean, I think they're. I think both teams are just really, really up against it with the the weather and and how they've had to. Start, stop, and and the pitching that they've had to use—it's just been—it's been crazy. I haven't seen much of that series, uh, but today is obviously a massive, massive one. Well, and- how insane is that? Like somebody's season will end today, and somebody is going to celebrate like what we saw on Saturday night, but they're not going to get to celebrate that hard. Can you imagine, like? Saturday night, and then having to wake up and get ready for a game one on Sunday. I can't. Yeah, the, the winner, hell. the winner of this afternoon's game, has to immediately get on a plane for Houston because they will play game one tomorrow of the American League Championship tomorrow. Series on the road. Man, you're not going to get to really celebrate at all. What nope. if the Guardians win? What is Austin Hedges going to do? I mean, as as anti fun as it sounds, if I was. Either Aaron Boone or Terry Francona. Oh, yeah, I pretty much say no. We can't do the whole champagne everything. I mean, thing we gotta we gotta get right back to where we have a game tomorrow, and we have to get on the plane and get to get to Houston for our workout and get ready to face a really really good Astros team. <laughs> I'd in rather the be Aaron Boone in that situation than Tito because Aaron Boone. He can just ultimately just say, "Hey, we're the Yankees. All right, act like we've been here before." I mean, we it's have. it's stupid, man. It's it's it really really throws a, a monkey wrench into it. And uh, but I think the Indians are going with the same guy they were going with yesterday, Aaron Savali. But now he's going to go a couple, you know, one time through the order, maybe. But uh, what time is that game? Uh, that's one o'clock this one afternoon. O'clock so right. yeah, they get an afternoon game doubleheader of baseball that you weren't expecting today. Yeah, it was supposed to be an off day for the American League, but uh, thanks to the rain. Get two baseball games today, and hopefully there's no more weather. I mean, then you really, then you really have a mess on your hands because then you have to delay Game One of the ALCS another day, and uh, you really kind of uh, throw throw as Paul said a monkey wrench into the works. You see the uh, there's a lot of reports coming out of New York about how the Yankees are not going to do any refunds for people that could only make. The game yesterday. Let's say they they were going last night. They, they had, bought tickets, bought price, tickets, pricey, pricey tickets yeah, yeah. to the game. Got rained out. Can't go today, and you can't just say, "Okay, can I get a refund?" That's odd. You don't think the Yankees could just easily resell those tickets for a playoff game? That's what I would think. I would think the Yankees would be able to, because they are you know one of the wealthiest teams in sports. Go, yeah. Let's not piss off our fan base. 
Whatever you guys need to do, we understand it. I can't imagine there's that many people who are going, oh, I, I want to give back my tickets to a playoff game. <laughs> I mean, I saw a few. I saw a few, man. I saw a few. Well, there's some that can't go to a day game, certainly, that would have been able to go to a night game. But sure. they can also still sell their tickets on the secondary market. And make a fortune, I would imagine. Mm, probably. Yeah. So I can't. it doesn't seem like it's as huge of an issue as some people are making it out to be. Yeah, you want to want things to be as convenient as possible for your fans. But, um, you know, Padres fans sat through some rain and didn't have a problem with it on Saturday well, they, night. Well, they played the game. They did. I mean, they, they banged it last night. So, uh, pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Um, we also had sports last night. Did you watch any Monday Night Football? I did. I did. I watched a little bit of it. It's, it's excruciating. I mean, it's absolutely excruciating to watch. The AFC West was supposed to be the dominant division yeah. in football. Uh, the Chiefs are okay. The Chargers are 4-2, and two, but... It is a very shaky four and two. Could easily be two and four. They barely got past the Browns last week. Uh, the Broncos, who have been one of the ugliest teams to watch and are constantly on national television for some reason, every game is. I mean, they have a good defense and no offense. Russell Wilson's been so far kind of a nightmare uh, since acquiring him, and every game's twelve nine. 16-13. Last what? night was 19-16. Now I saw I mean I saw somebody make the the point last night. You could have done this offense with Drew Locke. Like why would you give a guy a quarter billion dollars to go out there and run the exact same offense that Drew Locke was running with the same acclaim? Like it doesn't make any sense what they're doing. They did pretty much shut down Justin Herbert who had 57 pass attempts. Without a touchdown. My God. It's like the, the most in NFL history. Snapped his, what, 30-game streak with a touchdown pass in that game. And it came down to the kicker, Dustin Hopkins, who injured himself on the first extra point, uh, like pulled a hamstring, and then made four field goals with a uh, – it looked like a pretty painful hamstring. Every single time he'd kick it and, like, collapse to the ground. But he made all of them, including uh, the kick in overtime, and the, and the Chargers sneak out an ugly – 1916 win at home over the Broncos on Monday Night Football. Had the Broncos plus four and a half. Woo! So I was feeling pretty good. You just didn't want to good. see a touchdown in yeah, overtime. That's exactly right. The only man. thing that could have exactly, beat you. Exactly right. All right, we'll come back. Uh, one thing we do with Jesse Agler, who's the voice of the Padres, joins us each week. We have a little fun with him. We play a game called The Incorporator. Uh, Jesse gets a crazy vocabulary word from one of our Tier 1 listeners through a voicemail. And then he finds a way, because he's Jesse and he's amazing, to somehow work it into the broadcast later this evening. So Jesse will join us. We'll talk playoffs and he'll get his incorporator word for tonight. That is coming up next with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back, Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. It's an NLCS Tuesday. That feels so surreal to say. And uh, for our next guest, man, getting a chance to call this game tonight. I know he's fired up. The great Jesse Agler on hold. We'll get to him after a very quick check of traffic. Kelly Danick, be right back. Two and two. Here's the pitch. Cronenworth swings, lines it into center field. That's a base hit. Kim will score. Here comes Soto. The throw from Thompson kicks off the mound and down to second. Cronenworth. A two-run single, and the Padres in front for the first time tonight. It's 5-3. to Haters set and ready. 0-2, swing and a miss. Freeman went after a slider in the dirt, and the ball game is over. The series is over, and the Padres have slayed the Dragon. They defeat the Dodgers in four games to advance to the National League Championship Series. They will play for the pennant beginning on Tuesday night here at home against the Phillies. Woods, it is amazing because I grew up, and I can't tell you how many times I heard Jerry Coleman's pennant clinching call in 1984, you know, the dramatic moments of Padres playoff history. And now we have new dramatic moments with Jesse Agler on the microphone. Uh, It was just magical on Saturday night, and Jesse joins us right now on our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. I could hear how fun that sounded in your voice there, Jesse, so I don't even need to ask you about it. It was it was just amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, I think, one of the most special nights any of us have ever had when it relates to this uh, beautifully stupid game of baseball. I mean, it was just, it was everything. I mean, it's it's the kind of thing you dream of as a fan, as a kid, as a player, I think, um, you know, to sort of be able to, to not only advance in the postseason, which, of course, is the point of the whole thing, but you know, to kind of do it in a way that provided like communal catharsis, you know, I mean, to beat that team that way at that time, um, just kind of took it to like three levels beyond what it would have been had it been the Cardinals or the Phillies in that round or whatever. And now, um, you know, you got the whole thing sitting in front of you, so might as well go out and take it. That's exactly right. I, I, you know, we opened the show this morning, I was driving in and 
you know, not to say I'm not super excited about this series. I, I absolutely am, and I'm getting that pit in my stomach and losing feeling in my extremities and all of the things that come along with playoff baseball, <laughs> uh, Jesse. The, the Dodgers series, I, I, I worry for the fans. Not so, you know, not so much the players. Um, they're able to turn it on, turn it off. They understand the, the moment in front of them. But, you know, I, I'm imploring our audience and anybody going to the game, you're going to have to be loud. You're going to have to be loud as hell today like you were uh, against the Dodgers. Those, those two games were, were nuts. I mean, it was, it was as loud as I've ever heard anywhere before. Yeah, no, I've, I've never been, I don't think, at a baseball game that was that loud. Um, not that I've been to a ton of postseason baseball games in my life, which I guess is unfortunately true for most of us here, but um, it, it it was definitely more comparable to like a big college football crowd, yeah. um, you know, that I've been a part of than it was to anything I'd ever experienced before in baseball. And of course, you know, for a big college football crowd, you're going to have more than twice as many people there, you know, in a lot of instances. So um, it was just incredible. Um, it, it's one of those, you know, I, I, I'm tempted to say you had to be there, but I don't think you did. I think even listening on the radio or watching on television or driving by Petco or, frankly, probably being 10 blocks away, you know, somewhere downtown, you would have gotten a sense of just how um, incredible it was. And, um, you know, that's probably one of those, right, 20 years from now. You know, there were 45,000 people in the building, but 20 years from now, there's going to be 100,000 people around San Diego saying they were there that night. You know, I've always operated under the rule that I don't refer to my teams as we, either as a member of media or a fan. I don't I don't play for the team. I don't work for the team. I just, I've kind of excised it from my vocabulary. However, you talk about, you know, the noise in that environment. I can't, I mean, I think the fans had an impact on that game. And, and that series, I mean, it's it was a wee effort. Yeah, the players do the heavy lifting, obviously, but I think fans get some credit for helping lift that team up on Saturday night, especially. Oh, there's no question about it, and not just lifting up, you know, one team, but perhaps you know making things less comfortable for the other team, which is just as important. And I think if you go back and you rewatch the seventh inning, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who's done that. You know, you I I don't want to be overly dramatic and say like, oh, you can see it in the eyes of the Dodger pitchers, but like. That, that makes it more difficult for them. You know, it makes it feel as if there really is some sort of momentum boulder starting to pick up steam down the hill. Um, when the crowd gets louder and louder, there's a walk, there's a hit, there's that bouncer that goes off Freeman's glove, and then Kim's base hit. Like, it gets progressively louder every time. Like, there's no way that that doesn't impact, at bare minimum, the heart rate of the guy on the mound. And um, ask anybody, when your heart rate goes up, you have to actively try and calm yourself down. You got to take that deep breath, whatever it is. You have to try and refocus. If you're thinking about refocusing, if you're thinking about your breathing, it means you're not thinking about executing your pitch as much. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's no question to me that all of that stuff um, was happening and that the crowd played a huge role in how that inning unfolded. And then after that, it just turned into one giant wet party, and it was just incredible. <laughs> <laughs> my fault. Yeah, that's uh, that's amazing, Jesse. How uh, did you get? Did you get a little champagne soaked uh, action? So you know, we we stay on the air for for the bulk of that. Tony goes down to the clubhouse. He's done those great interviews um, where where he is able to hear himself and ask questions in a way that is coherent. And so um, he's, he's in there with the guys, and that's the general part where the champagne is happening. What I've done for the, the celebrations is I've made my way down to the field after. Um, so I've gotten some, like, hugs from people soaked in champagne, but I myself have not 
um, been in for the champagne spraying, which is just fine. I, I, I try I try not to get like gross as a general rule. So I'm good with that. You know, I stay up in the booth and kind of, you know, toss it down to Tony so we can do our thing post game um, and, and he can have all those great interviews. And then I was able to get down to the field, uh, a couple high fives, hugs, that kind of thing. And that's that's more than good enough for me. I mean, it's just it's been a really special thing to witness. Um, it's pretty cool. You know, there's already been uh, three times that there's been bottle popping down there and uh, two more to go. And then uh, and then we'll have something incredibly special here. Talking to our pal Jesse Agler here on Ben and Woods uh, this morning. And I wanted to ask you, I, I you're such a measured person. You have such a uh, a different way of thinking about things. I wanted to get your take on this, all this hubbub now about the the, pot, the playoff format. And I, you usually have uh, a measured answer that makes me go, damn it, my emotional response was was definitely I, I should I should go back and revisit but you have seen I'm sure all of the people now upset that the 101 win Mets aren't in it the 111 win Dodgers aren't in it um who's the other team that's out of it already uh the the Braves, the, the Braves are out of it you know defending world champions your take on that I I think it's um first of all I think it's intellectually dishonest because you you know we're not even through this postseason yet like if the Astros go out and win it all you know, like all the, the the bitching and moaning about the format feels a little bit silly to me because they're clearly right the best team in the American League. Um, you know, so like, so a we're doing it prematurely. B one year is not enough data to really understand what's going on here. So like, I think that's the place to start is that it's intellectually dishonest. I think it's also kind of petty in the moment. But I understand you got to get clicks, you got to fill your talk radio airwaves. So like, I I get why it's a topic. I just don't think it's like particularly. Uh, uh, an impressive way to talk about it, I guess. Yeah, um, you know, beyond, Yeah, well, we'll see. I, I'm not saying it's invalid, but I'm certainly not saying it's valid. Like, we need a couple of years of this format, I think, to have a, a better understanding of what it does. But, like, beyond that, so like, let's use the Dodgers as the example. Like, okay, you, you don't like it because you had the layoff, so you don't want to try and win 111 games. You would have preferred to be, you know, battling right. it out to the very end of the season. Well, hold on a sec. That's what happened last year. And they won 106 games, but they finished in second place, and they had to play in the wild card, and they had to play in that division series and went five games against the Giants. And then I believe the narrative last year was, well, the Dodgers are so beat up that they can't beat the Braves. Um, remember, in the NLCS, because they had to do the wild card game, and they had to do the best of five against the Giants. And Everybody, I feel like, was saying, well, if they would have run away with their division, they wouldn't have had to do that. Well, that's what they did this year. So that's just like one example of, well, which is it? You know, would you prefer, like, okay, so if we're going to say the magic number is 88 games or thereabouts, which is where the Padres and Phillies both are, 89 and 87, last year the Braves at 88. Okay, you know, if you want to start to make that argument, you, you can aim for 88. Go ahead and try that. See how it works out in the regular season. It, it's just, it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of putting the, the cart after the horse or whatever, you know, like, what are we doing here? Like you're going about it backwards in the way you're talking about it. Um, and again, it's, it's been not even one full postseason, So it, it feels weird to me that we're already jumping all over it. Um, I, I don't think it's legitimate to say that the Padres beat the Dodgers because the Dodgers had a layoff in the same way that I don't think it's all that legitimate to blame the playoff format last year for the Dodgers losing. The, the reality of baseball is, and Dave Roberts, I thought, put this really, really well before game four. He goes, look, we've had about the same number of hits. We've had about the same number of home runs as they have series. This isn't about being rusty. Their hits have just come at a better time. Yeah. And we have all watched enough baseball in our lives to know. Sometimes, for whatever weird reason, a team goes ice cold with runners in scoring position. We saw it multiple times with the Padres this year. And sometimes there's just nothing you can do but wait it out. 
And you know what? When that happens to occur during a best-of-five series, that stinks. But that's it, and that's, that's not the format's fault. That's the, you know, you give credit to the opposing pitchers. You give blame to the fact, you know, that sort of baseball has that variance to it. And that's, that's sort of just how it works out sometimes. And, uh, again, I think to, to blame the format is, I'll go back to what I said at the beginning, I think it's especially now, not even one full postseason into this format, I, I think it's a dishonest argument. I laugh because what do you even want? You never want the favorite team to be upset in the right. playoffs? Just chalk forever? Why, why are we even playing? Why play? This, <laughs> by the way, does, does this ever happen in other sports? Like, I mean, I, like, I think back, you know, like I, I grew up a, a Giants fan, football Giants. And, like, when they beat the Patriots in 07 in the Super Bowl, I don't remember the national media being, like, upset that Tom Brady lost because his team was better and they hadn't lost a game all year. Right. It was a great story. It was an underdog story. Like, in other sports, I feel like we celebrate this stuff so much. And then in baseball, you know, it's always like, oh, we got to find a reason to blame it. And I, and I think, you know, in, in a way, like, baseball fans and, and some media, like, their brains are broken because we're so used to the, well, 162 games is a marathon and not a sprint, and you really find out who the best teams are. Like, okay, sure, but that's not what we're talking about. You know, we're talking about a best of five and a best of seven. And by the way, a best of seven is just about as volatile as a best of five. It's not like you're going to figure out the best team every time in a best of seven. There was an article, and I think we've talked about this. Somebody did a, a thing last year where basically to get the same level of predictability that the NBA has in their best of sevens. Because in basketball, usually, right, the better team does win in the best of seven because there's so much less volatility. There's so fewer variables. There's only five guys. A superstar or two or three can completely take over. And and the study was if if you had the same level of predictability in a baseball series postseason as you did in the NBA, you would have to play like a best of 77. I mean, that's just how baseball is. It's not going to be the best team every time in a best of five, a best of seven, a best of nine, or a best of 11. And so we know this. And, and to, like, start acting like this is a new thing all of a sudden is crazy. I mean, the 1960 World Series, if Twitter would have existed, people would be upset because, well, the Yankees are a much better team than the Pirates. Yeah. Well, sure, but the Pirates won four games and the <laughs> Yankees won three, and they get the trophy. Like, this isn't new. And I, it, it's so crazy to me that it becomes a thing every couple of years just because some really good team loses. It happens all the time. All the time. By the way, I'll take Tom Brady and the Patriots in a best of three Super Bowl series down one nothing to the Giants yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. I'll still take exactly, that one exactly. right now. Jesse, uh, quickly on this series, a uh, different dynamic, obviously. The Padres aren't the, the massive underdogs. Neither are the Phillies. Do you think it affects? Yeah. How do you think it affects this series? It, it's a fun question to kick around, and I don't know that I necessarily know. Um, but you're right. I mean, both teams have had like really sort of parallel paths to this moment. And, you know, when you're facing each other, you can no longer be parallel. I guess you become more perpendicular and the train tracks kind of start to head at one another. And um, it'll be fascinating to watch that unfold because you're right. uh, The way these two teams have sort of operated, I don't even want to say under the radar, but, you know, with differing expectations, maybe than the teams they were facing, um, that does change the dynamic in this series. I, I sort of like it that they're both in the exact same spot. Maybe that cancels out. Maybe one team handles it better than the other. We'll find out. But look, there's no question. It's it's totally different than for the Padres, the Mets series, and the Dodgers series, and it's totally different for the Phils and their series against St. Louis and Atlanta. I'm just glad perpendicular is not the incorporator word. Too easy. You already got that too one today. Yeah, much easy. too easy. We're going to go more difficult than that. Jesse, uh, here is the voicemail with the vocabulary word that you need to work into tonight's game. My name is Dakota. Um, the word is plenipotentiary. It's like a diplomat that you give complete 
power to when they're like making uh, treaties for you on your behalf across other countries. See if Jesse can do that one. Plen- Plena plenipotentiary. Yeah, it's a. It's I've a, actually heard of that word. This is this is maybe the second time all year I've actually heard of the word. Before. Of course you have. Of course you have. Yes, a, a plenipotentiary is is a diplomat invested with the full power of independent action on behalf of a government, typically in a foreign country. Plenipotentiary. Uh, you go back. Read your John Adams. That that word comes up a lot. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It doesn't come up a lot in a baseball broadcast, though, and that is your challenge tonight, sir. Game one of the NLCS. I love it. I need a uh, Jesse Agler butt pinch before the game because I think I did it last game. We won. You know how superstitious. Wait, who pinches who? I pinch him. <laughs> Obviously. Are you kidding? Obviously. Obviously. Yes. Obviously. You think he's going to pinch Sorry. Butt? Sorry about him, Jesse. I really he likes it. Yeah, so. no, I think yeah, that's, that's a pretty easy one to figure right. out. Yeah, it's easy. You know what? Yeah. Make sure you have, have fun tonight, Jesse, yeah, fun. and just call a win. That's all that's I ask. It. No big deal. Uh, I, I would say also have fun to everybody. Let's make that place loud again. Let's get it. And uh, if you can't be there... 97.3 The Fan. That's exactly Outstanding. Right. Jesse exactly Agler right. on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet find new roads. I was just supposed to remind everybody that the only way to listen to Padres broadcasters is by listening to Jesse and Tony on 97.3 The Fan and streaming on the Odyssey app. So he took care of that for me uh, quite handily. Uh, it is a great way to do it if you can't be there for every second of the action and you want you don't want Joe Davis and the national team. You can do Jesse and Tony and have it the traditional, the authentic way that you used to have to listen oh, to baseball the games. Sour grapes on TV for the next few games. I hope Holy they're. Crap. I hope they're professional. They're, I mean, they can't. They can't favor one team over the other at this point. Did you listen to Joe and or- Oral? When they would talk about the Padres, right? I mean, they had a ball with it. But they were Dodger broadcasters at that time. The, this is a national a broadcast. broadcast. I don't know. Uh, okay. We'll come back. One you're hour left. Him, you're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. The Rindle Report oh. is ahead. we got some headlines with Paulie as we return on 97.3 The Fan. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.